Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter. I'm your host, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Today, I want to introduce you to Lindsay Idol, founder of MyCreativeDays.com, where she features tons of inspiring content around home decor, DIY projects, and organization. Her and her husband, Matt, and their two kids live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which I totally messed up on in the interview. You can laugh at me as I try to figure out where she lives. They are just getting started on their fifth house flipping project. And I wanted to talk to her about home organization since that's such a big challenge for so many of us. So be sure to listen all the way to the end of our conversation to learn about a 31-day organizational challenge that is sure to help you out. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Lindsay Idol. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking time to hang with us today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, today we're talking about how to get organized when your life, well, I should say when your house and possibly your life feel chaotic. So I want to start by uh, asking about your room growing up as a kid. Was it meticulously organized, a complete disaster, or somewhere in between? When I was younger, my sister, my younger sister and I, we shared a room. So um, in about middle school, I actually got my own room and it was an attic space up, up above. So it was this big, well, not huge, but this big space all to my own. And I became obsessed with organizing it decorating it. And I would do it over and over again. That was my free time. That is what I wanted to do. So I would organize it one weekend and then I decide, Oh, that's not working for me. The next weekend I'd change it all up. That's what I did. (laughs) That is so crazy. I did the same thing, but I was an only child. And so I would pull out a piece of white paper and I would, uh, with a pencil, draw diagrams of my room and try to figure out what was the optimal you know, uh, arrangement of all the pieces of furniture. And yep. then, then in this was like late eighties, I got a waterbed and uh, that idea went out the window. There no, <laughs> no moving of that waterbed. <laughs> I actually had a waterbed frame, but we put a mattress in it. So yes. <laughs> so cool. Yes. Yeah. I loved reorganizing my room. Oh yes. So how about your own kids rooms? You, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. Okay. Yes. And are their rooms a disaster or are they, are they doing the same thing you used to do? Well, since we, we live in a smaller home. So since they were little, I've had to kind of keep it organized because if not, I mean, it becomes a disaster quickly. So as soon as they grew out of things, weren't playing with things, that kind of stuff, we kind of got rid of that stuff. And I do have one that's a little more organized than the other, but we've kind of set up systems that work in their rooms to keep everything organized. Cause like I said, their rooms are small, so we've got to keep it all where it all belongs or else it'll become a disaster. <laughs> sure. And you live in Cedar city, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids. Oh my I, gosh. I sound like such a Southern California. I, I have, <laughs> I have not even Cedar Rapids. I'm like a major city. I'm like, Cedar what? I, I have, I think Iowa is the only state, one of the only States that I've never been to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's what? freezing right now. <laughs> oh man, what? How how cold is it there? Um, last week it was minus fifty six, I think. Which we have, we were in that whole polar vortex thing. We have never been that cold before. It it has been unreal this winter. 
like really minus 56 yeah, or that, just well, feels like, like minus 28. And then with the wind chill, it felt like minus 56 or whatever. Schools were closed. Mail was canceled. Businesses were closed. It was crazy. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yes, I, it is. Here it's been, uh, you know, Southern California, it's been getting up. I think the high yesterday was like 56 probably. Oh, <laughs> and it was Free, um, we're dying. We're just dying. Yes, that yeah, sounds dying. so tropical to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about the crazy weather and yes. my lack of <laughs> awareness of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. My apologies to all of That's Cedar what... Rapids. Um, uh, so when did you, you were obviously very organizational from an early age, but when did your organizational skills really kind of hit next level status when you started getting into thinking about it and, and really being more passionate about it? When I was in college, I started getting, I was helping family and friends and I started getting asked by friends of friends of friends to help them get organized. And I loved it so much. I thought, why don't I put a little ad in our local newspaper and I could do this while I'm going to college and I could help people out. And so I would do that on the weekends and nights. Um, but then after I graduated, I got a full-time job and I just couldn't keep up with it. And then about six to seven years ago, um, I just had this, I just needed to do something. I just needed to change. And I started a blog, which I didn't know what that was all about, and started sharing some of my tips and ideas there. So. Wow. And, yeah. and, and you really didn't, I know this sounds weird because some people probably uh, think about taking a class or going to school for it. Did you ever do that? Or is this something that just came naturally to you in every way? Yeah, there were cl- there were a few classes around here, but I never took them. It's just something that, I mean, I literally, I just enjoy it. I mean, I walk into a room that's chaotic and I just, I, I just love it. I just love the process. I just, you know, love helping people. And so, yeah, it's just something that came natural to me and what worked for me seemed to work for other people. So. Okay. So. Well, that does not come naturally for a lot of people. Right. Uh, I walk into my kids. We, we live in a pretty organized home and okay. although our decorating style is radically different than yours, yeah. it, uh, you can see from behind me, I've got, you know, weird guy with a mustache <laughs> typewriters and it's a lot of uh, vintage things. So I really resonate on your blog and on your social media. You talk about decorating on a yard sale budget. Yes. Almost everything from our house has come secondhand. You know, except for the couch or the mattress. You know? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everything else has a story and I can point to where it came from. And, you know, it's super fun. But um, my kids will go over to a friend's house and they're like, oh my gosh, dad, their house is a disaster. They have like papers piled up everywhere and just stuff. And, you know, and I think I've trained them to think in that way. But that way of thinking or living does not come naturally for most people. So, yeah. I don't want to be judgmental or critical. It's right, just a different right. way of living. Yes. yes. But what are some of the biggest challenges that most people face when it comes to getting organized and staying organized? I think the biggest thing and what I have found with most people is the overwhelm. I mean, it's just, it's been so many years of living that way that they just, it's stacked up. And it's just, I mean, to say you're going to go organize the garage and you look at it as a whole picture, it's a massive undertaking. So the overwhelm almost paralyzes, I think, a lot of people to even get started. Like they just, they don't even know where to start. So they just don't even, don't even start. So I think that is the main thing. And I think a lot, there's, there's a process to make it easier. And I think a lot of people just start organizing, you know, just like jumping in with both feet without 
going through what's actually in there. And then that doesn't set them up for the, to be successful in the long run, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So a sense of feeling overwhelmed. Yes. And then jumping in without necessarily a strategy. Yes, for sure. When you go to someone's house or get in their car or go to a business or whatever, and you see it's disorganized, mm-hmm. what's, what's going through your head? Like what's going on inside of you? The first thing I'm thinking is this could be so much better. You know, this could, this could, how are they functioning and working in this space? You know, um, and is it effective? And most of the time, if I'm going there to help somebody or, um, it's not, obviously something's not working. And so, um, it's just trying to figure out what will work best for that person or, um, and then trying to walk through the steps of, you know, getting rid of things and moving things around and, and trying to find those systems that that's going to work for them. Sure. I have a hard time not feeling judgmental. I mean, just be honest. Like I, I, I was at a nonprofit this past Saturday. I was doing two communications and marketing workshops for a number of people. And I walked into their, they had these classrooms and there was just stuff everywhere, just all over the place. And it was an older building, but just, just stuff. (laughs) And I'm looking at this going, if you just get rid of all this crap and put the chairs in a nice fashion and paint the walls, this all of a sudden becomes a nice educational room. Yes. Yes, for sure. Everywhere. Yes. Yes. I do do that too. <laughs> oh. But to me, I'm thinking this is so simple. Like we just have to do A, B, C, and D and this is fine. But then for them, it's just like, it's, it's a foreign language, you know, it's just so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm wondering how many people get so used to it that they don't even see it. Yes. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. So it's just like that we become blind and that's true about anything in our lives, not just our right. or organizational messes, but we get used to living in such a way that we're just blind to it. We don't even see it. And then exactly. until somebody comes into our lives and goes, uh, you know, there's a, there's a different way to live. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. Yes. Mm. Okay. So if my house, if I know, okay, my house feels like a disaster, take me through some steps. Where do I get started? How do I get started? Cause you said, you know, most people just kind of jump in and they don't they have do. a strategy. Take me through a process that would be helpful. Okay. I tell people, I think there's two main things you need when you're going to start organizing. One is an empty box, empty tote. That's, I mean, that's easy Two, your honesty. And that's the hard thing. So you need to come equipped with both of those things. If you have a goal in mind that you want to organize whatever space it is, bring your honesty and bring a empty box. And I also tell people when you're just starting to start small, don't, don't try to tackle the entire garage or the, the attic or start in a drawer, one drawer, one drawer that maybe is not so chaotic and full of stuff. Just start there. And then, um, and then as you start getting through those smaller areas, it becomes a lot easier. You start getting in the flow of things and it just, it just comes, it, it, it's just a lot easier then. You're not starting in the garage and trying to tackle all of that. So the person has a, a box or a tote and they've mm-hmm. got their honesty. Mm-hmm. How do they now get started? Get started? They're looking in a drawer. What do okay. they do? 
Okay, let's start with like, a. we'll just say like a kitchen drawer. So my first thing that I would tell them to do is dump everything out of that drawer. Find a workspace, clear off your dining room table, um, the countertops, wherever you're gonna work and dump everything out of that drawer. And then you're going to put things in piles of same things. Spoons in a pile, spatulas in a pile, uh, pizza cutters in a pile, whatever it is you have in that drawer. And then step back and look at what you have. And um, if you have 15 spatulas and 45 spoons and take note of how many th those things you actually are using. And it also, when you step back and look at all that, I think it helps them realize too, how much stuff you actually have. And every time you open that drawer, you have to go through 15 spatulas and 45 spoons just to find the knife you want to use to cut, you know, whatever. So once you step back and, and look at what you have, then I say, actually pick up every piece, every piece in that drawer. Do you use it? Do you love it? Have you used it in the past six months? Do you reach for that thing? Um, if it's a no, let it go. So if you don't, if it's no to all that stuff, let it, it goes in that empty box, put it in there and you're, and, and then you're done. Once you get your stuff in that you're keeping and that you do love and use all the time, then start um, figuring out a system, like in a kitchen drawer, it's drawer organizers or whatever, that, that's gonna work for what you have left. I think I, I get a lot of questions and a lot of people that say, organizing costs so much money. I have to go out and buy all this new stuff. And not, no, not right away. Do the whole purge process first, figure out what you have left, and then if you need to go out and buy something, you know, to help the organization and put it back together, then go out and buy something. But so, so that's kind of the process through each area. So if I am looking at that kitchen drawer and I now have my things, what are some, you said some organizational tools. There's obviously some sort of plastic device where I'm putting those items in it. What are the, where can I go get those that's cost effective and that are, that are helpful? Um, I, I, Amazon is a great place. Um, Walmart is a great place. Um, I know like the container store, a lot of people go that we don't have one near us. So I can't, I can't talk to that, but really you can get them in any target Walmart, you know, on Amazon, Amazon has everything. So, um, just, yeah, most places have them now. Okay. Now, what if I have that pizza cutter that my mom gave me and it was, her moms and her grandmoms. I don't, I don't even think they had pizza back then, but uh, it's an, it's a sentimental pizza cutter. It's a sentimental spatula. I know that sounds weird, but no, no, I get yep. handed down or like iron skillets. Oh my yeah. gosh. Those yeah. are sentimental for a lot of people. Yes. What do I do with all this extra thing where I know I don't use it. I don't use that because it's not as good as the new one, but I've got sentimental connection to it. I, you know, with, again, be honest about it. It's, you've got a sentimental, you know, if you, if you can come away with a small box of sentimental stuff that you want to keep, but if it's, don't keep it in your main where you are every day, you know, the drawer that you're using every day, the pizza cutters you're using every day, don't keep it there. But, you know, now, but be honest about sentimental stuff and try to narrow yourself down to like a shoebox size or, you know, something that can be stored away and, um, but you don't have to be working through it every day to get to what you want. So you, you talked about that. Not only do you need the tote, but you need the honesty. And so mm -hmm. I'm hearing you say, you got to be honest about, mm -hmm. have you used this? Mm -hmm. 
And are you going to, but I might, I might, I hear, see, I hear people all the time, but I might need it. And if I might need it, I don't want to have to buy it again because I bought it, you know, when I needed it. Right. Right. And I, it's so funny because just last weekend I helped my mom, my mom said, would you come help me do my junk drawer? And I said, sure. And so I, I could not believe how my mom, (laughs) she said that about everything. I think she had 12 little tape measures in her junk drawer. And I'm like, mom, but I might, but that one really looks, and I'm like, mom, you don't use them all. So we need to narrow this down to three. Let's just do three, three that you really love, three that you really use. I mean, there's no reason. And like with the kitchen drawer, I know, I mean, keep what you use, obviously, but I mean, for to have like 12 spatulas or, you know, just be honest about it and, and keep things that you use, obviously don't get rid of, but yes. People struggle with that. Yes. Okay. So let's move outside of the kitchen and let's go mm-hmm. into the living room because mm-hmm. I see a, a number of, I don't go into people's houses. I'm not some stalker looking yeah. at their junk, but yes, I have heard that some people have <laughs> a, a things in their living room. What are the things that most that pile up in most people's living rooms uh, or family rooms or dens or whatever you want to call it? And then how would you suggest dealing with those, those things? A lot, I, I hear from a lot of people that it's toys, it's kids' toys and kids' stuff in the living room. And, and again, I always say, you know, go through the process, make sure, you know, take everything out, take everything out of your living room, lay it on the floor and figure out what the kids are using, what the kids aren't using, what they, what's broken and what does, what's missing pieces. Like, why are you still hanging on to those things? And they're taking up space in your home. And then once you get it narrowed down and you, and you have their favorite things, then try to come up with um, a lot of questions I get is how do I make it? So my house does not look like a daycare center. And um, you know, with all the kids toys and all the kids. And I actually had a daycare in my home after we had our kids. That's another story, but my, my house didn't look like a daycare center. There are tons of ways with bins and baskets and um, you know, cabinets with drawers and benches with that, you know, have storage inside. So it's all decorative, but yet it's still functional for what you use that space for. The concern is that everything doesn't look plastic. I'm assuming. Yes. 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 Yeah. So hide yep. the plastic behind something that's wooden. Yes. And yes. Yep. Or put it inside. Put the toys of away mm-hmm. or put the toys in the kids' room or in, in, in another room. If you, if you have the space. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, how do, how do I, how do I enroll kids? Now my kids are older now. They're 19 and, uh, 16. So they, it's too late They're yeah. uh, they, <laughs> but they both are really pretty organized now. Uh, my daughter more than my son, but how do, how do we enroll our kids, you know, in this process? Like, how would you suggest that? Yes, this is a great question. I get too. Um, what I did when my kids were little is we had a cubby system kind of with different toys. Every cubby had a function or a purpose. So I would make little label tags with pictures they couldn't read at that time. So trains, it was a picture of a trains went here, cars went here, blocks went here. And I just tied them to the outside of the bins. And, um, they were able to bring a bin out. They could play with that bin. But before we brought out other bins, we had to pick up what went in that bin first and put it back and put it away. That was a constant. The thing I say to parents is consistency is key. And just like with this too, it's, you have to be consistent. You can't do it one day and then 
seven days, let them take them all out and dump it out and then expect them on the eighth day to do that. You, it, 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 it's, it takes some time, but once they get in that habit of doing and playing that way, it becomes like my kids will get to the point where he, like my son, he would take out trains and then my daughter would bring something out and something else out. And it was almost like, wait a minute, now I can't play with my trains where I wanted to. And, you know, it was, it became a mess. And so it was, you know, they could just, not that they couldn't bring out more than one bin at a time to play with things, but it's just, if you kind of keep it to that system, it, you know, it kind of teaches them even going forward in their bedrooms and stuff too, how to put things away when they're done. And Sure. And how, how can kids, that's, that's really about staying organized. How do you suggest that parents enroll their children in the process of getting organized? Uh, I, if your kids are open to it, get them involved. Um, if they're too young, I always say during nap time or when they're in bed at night, then you go through the toys that, and you, that are broken, missing pieces they aren't playing with. So they aren't there because it's funny with kids. Once you go through their stuff and if they're around you, the stuff that you know they're not playing with and you're getting rid of, that's the one toy that has been their favorite toy for all their life. <laughs> and so if you can remove them from the situation, if that helps, that's always that's always better to do. But then you have to just set that system up and then you as the parent, you know, you have to show them how to use that system and how we're going to start doing it that way. And it's trial and error. It, it'll take some time. Before we continue the conversation, I want to ask you for a quick favor. Will you subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on the iTunes podcast app on your phone? Now, it's also available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you have to do is search for Inspiration Rising. Click subscribe, 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 subscribe. Why? So you won't miss a single inspiring episode. We search for the most inspiring guests to help you rise up in your life, love, and leadership. And you don't want to miss out. So subscribe and then leave a quick review. Click some stars, preferably five, and leave a sentence telling me what you enjoyed the most. All right, let's jump back in to the conversation. Some working moms that are, you know, really busy that are listening to us today go, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I know it's a disaster. It doesn't bother me. I don't have time for this. Right. You know, if you were to kind of almost try to sell them, talk them into organization, you're the queen of organization and you're trying to talk them into living in the land of, you know, being organized. How, how would you do that? What would you say to them? The benefits are of being organized. Being unorganized takes up space in your home, obviously, with all the stuff that's all around. But I think more than that, it takes up space in your mind that you're not even aware of. So it's that dread when you walk in the back door and you know the house is going to be a mess. Or it's that when you open your closet and you can't find a thing to wear because it's so full of stuff. It's, um, you know, opening the kitchen drawer and just like, ugh, or just that, that sense of... I don't know if dread is the right word, but just that sense of just unsettling, stressful, um, that you don't really think of with organization or that you think is really taking up space in your mind, but it is, it really is. You want your home to be a place like this oasis that you come to and rest to after a long, busy day. You want it to be, you don't want to have to come home after a nine hour day and then work another nine hours, you know, just to be, just to settle down at night. So if you kind of can get organized, set up, um, systems, then, then you don't have that. You don't have that extra stress when you're coming home. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. That's good. So you talked about getting organized. Now the staying organized, because that can be difficult for people. It's like, okay, I did the spring clean. I did the purge. I, I watched Marie Kondo. I've, you know, I've gotten organized. I think it's even funny that I think Salvation Armies and Goodwills are getting inundated with donations right now because she has become such a hit on Netflix. They're they're like, we can't take more. Stop giving us your junk. But what what would it look like to stay organized? You said getting some systems in place. What does that look like? You need to decide first, um, are you a visual person? Uh, for me, I'm a visual person. So from like my office or like our daughter's craft room too, she, um, glass jars or something, I can see what's there. And so instead of putting it in boxes or bins that are, have lids and things, I can't see what's there. So I'm not going to use it or grab for it. So if you're a visual person, come up with some ways, glass jars, wire baskets, plastic, you know, totes or whatever it is. So you can see what, what's actually in your drawers or on a shelf or in a closet. Um, if you're more decorative or you using baskets or uh, labeling baskets, getting a label machine for what you have. Um, but just, and here's the thing, don't, after you've done the purge process and you kind of got things organized, it's going to take a little bit to like live in this new found freedom or whatever and see what works for you. Like, are you, you know, can you see the things that are in the drawer? If you can't redo it, can you see what's in your linen closet and grab for it? Um, if not, then, then you can kind of figure it out, but it's, 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 it's going to be a learning process to try to figure out how to, to live now in your new organized space. Mm -hmm. I tell my kids, everything has a place. Yes. What is the place? Where does that thing reside? And I'm not, I'm not super anal. I mean, if you saw, we have messy, we have junk drawers where, you know, the different things are not, it's, everything's not perfect, but for the most part, especially the living space, because I'm a visual person and I don't want to see the clutter because if I see the clutter, it actually causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. That's probably a personality thing because other people can see it and it doesn't bother them. But um, so if everything has a place, what is the place for that object? Do the umbrellas go here? Do the coats go here? Where do the hard drives go? Where do the, you know, and then once you decide that, you can always change the place. You, you right. don't have to be the same place. But if you, then when you know, okay, where are my headphones? I don't know. Where's the place that you chose to keep them? Because if you always have a place for your headphones, then you always know where to go back to and where to place them. Yes. And I also think too, like at the end of the day, take 10 minutes at the end of your day and pick up and put everything away. So when you wake up, everything's put away and you're starting on a clean, flat, fresh, you know, Fresh day and there's not a lot of chaos. 10 minutes is going to save you so much time in the long run because you're not searching for that thing or you don't know where you put it or you lost it or as you're running out the door in the morning to get to work, everything has already been put away. So you know exactly where everything is, you know, the morning of and you're not wasting time. So five to 10 minutes every day is is key. It really doesn't take that much time. People, yeah. sometimes I'll post a photo of our home during a holiday season or something, you know, just, oh, this is kind of fun. That's what we're up to. Yeah. We'll go, Do you, does somebody live there? Yeah. Of course we live there. Yes, we live here. Yes. Does it always look like this? Somebody will stop by. Does it, does your house always look like this? Yeah. yeah. What's yes. wrong? I mean, yes. 
yes, the coasters are in the coaster holder. The remotes are in the remote holder. There's no, like there's a magazine or two out, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. This is what we, how we live. Exactly. I get that same thing. That same thing. (laughs) I think one of the the biggest challenges that uh, my family faces is paper. Yes. Mail, um, documents, uh, stuff, you know, so when we have, when the mail comes in, I work from home, so it's a little bit different, but when I get the mail, I immediately go through it as soon as I get it. And I throw away everything that doesn't, which is almost 95% of everything. It just goes in the trash, gets torn up. And then we keep out whatever it's a bill or a check or, you know, something better. Um, and then, then my wife then, cause a lot of that stuff, when she comes home from the day from uh, teach, she's a teacher, she comes home and then she'll go through that. And then, um, but that, that paper stuff, how, how do you handle that? Because I know that's a, that's a big deal. And thank God we don't get newspapers anymore because those things used to pile up all over the place that's 10 years exactly. ago. How do you handle paper? That's exactly, um, mail is a huge thing. And just like what you do, I tell people once it's in your hands, go through it. It'll take you one minute, right? So you get rid of, like you said, 90% of it goes to the recycling bin, right? So then, then set up a system where bills go, or I'm trying to think of what else you like permission slips and all that kind of stuff that comes in, especially if you have kids. And a lot of moms feel very guilty about getting rid of the kids' artwork or the kids' math work or some of the, and what I, I tell parents, you know, you can always take a photo, <laughs> of some of their stuff, your real favorite things, like when they make you a card or when they, you know, a Christmas gift or um, they write you a letter, keep those again in that little keepsake box, but everything else, like what are we really keeping every math assignment for, or every, you know, ABC worksheet for, you know, you, you don't have to keep all those, those can go, but paper is a huge one. And I know there are a lot of systems and things that you can use online to reduce your paper all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Right. My wife got two boxes for one for each of our kids. And I'm trying to think they're probably maybe two and a half, three feet wide by two and a half, three feet tall, maybe a foot deep. Um, however, whatever the dimensions right. are. Anyway, I, and I think it's a K through 12 system or something. Uh, and I don't know if they're giant folders. I think they were sold this way. I don't have the name of it. Uh, I'll check it out. They're in the garage and I'll put it in the show notes. But then we would, she would choose a certain number of items from each year and put it in this giant folder. And it's an oversized vertical bin because kids create so many big pieces of artwork. Yes. You know, oh, it would fit in there. It fits in there, yeah. Because you go, oh, I don't want to fold it, you know. Because yeah. when they're famous and they have their presidential library, the librarian's going to be ticked off because it's folded, you know. You know. So anyway, we have those bins, and then you can just put several different items for each year in this giant folder in the plastic bin. I'm pretty sure that it's made just for that. I'll check on it and I'll yeah. put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah, so that's a that's a, another way to you know kind of kind of handle that. And I do have plastic bins in our garage. My mom was a saver and okay. still is, and so I have every uniform 
from, you know, oh ball and, you know, I, I know it's kind of disgusting, but I even have no. like my, my cast from kindergarten when I broke my arm, you know, it's like everybody's signature on it, you know, yes. and, uh, uh, I have, uh, uh, hats, you know, just stuff, just stuff. Yeah. It's fine. I, I enjoy looking through it, and um, you know, my kids will throw it out when I die. And that's, yes, yes. You know. <laughs> it's in the garage, nicely yes. organized. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's good. That's good. Now, I, I know that you have a knack. Part of your whole deal is not just organization, but you love decorating. And that's a big part of your passion on your website, mycreativedays.com. And obviously we'll point people to that. Tell me about um, how, how did you, you're not only just organizing, I don't see a lot of plastic bins behind you in your home, but <laughs> there, there's a desire for beauty and decor. And how does that tie in? How does beauty and decor tie into organization? Because I oftentimes see disorganized places as not very beautiful. You know, they're, yeah. they're, there's not a focus on decor as well. It's kind of haphazard. So how do you see yeah. those two things going hand in hand? Well, my, my thought is, I, I mean, if I had a bunch of stuff, you know, it'd be hard to, it's hard to decorate around a lot of extra stuff. So, um, ever since Matt and my husband and I, we bought our first house. Um, I wanted to, right after we got married, I wanted to decorate that thing. I finally had a house to decorate. And so I went to all the stores and I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so expensive. What? There's no way on our little budget that we are going to be able to decorate this house like I wanted to. So I said, there has got to be a different way. So I started, um, uh, shopping yard sales, thrift stores, estate sales, uh, painting things, repurposing things and coming up with the look I wanted that I saw in those stores couldn't afford for a lot less. And so people started noticing that. And how are you, how do you do this? And with the organization, how do you, how are you doing this? You need to share these ideas. So decorating, I mean, since I got my first, my room by myself, um, I have been decorating and redecorating ever since. So it's just, it's a passion of mine. I love it. And I, and I tell people, you do not have to spend a lot of money to have a beautiful home and one that you love, um, which I could talk about for days too. So. Yeah, well, we'll have you back and, and talk about that for sure. <laughs> how how do you how do you suggest uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I think it's interesting because when we talk about different styles, like and people watch this video of our our conversation, they can look on YouTube uh, to watch it, and they'll see that my office is decorated radically different than your kitchen, which mm -hmm. where you are, and how. And my style has changed over the years. I do all the decorating in our home. Do you really? Yes. My wife is very generous in allowing me to... She's done that since we got married. She's allowed me to do that. And my style has changed over the years. So our family's house, you know, has changed. How, how, how did you develop your own style? How, how would you describe your style? And then how has that developed over the years? My style is probably, I would say... I don't want ever want my style or our house to look cookie cutter, if that makes sense. I don't want it to look like when you come into our home that, oh, she stopped at that local, you know, furniture store and she bought the entire display, sure, end sure. tables, couch, you know, lamps. Um, I like a mix of things and I like everything to have a story. So like you said, I can literally walk you through our house 
and explained where something came from, the story about where I found it, the barn we had to, you know, go deep down into and pull it out of. And that just feeds my soul. I just, I mean, and all the while, um, you know, I'll walk you through and tell you how much I didn't spend on everything and how right. much I, how much money I have saved just by decorating this way. So, so yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. So um, how would, how would you suggest as people are cleaning out their home and organizing it? Um, how does decor, you know, how, how would someone, I guess some people know what they like, but other people just, they don't even know, like they don't even know where to get started in terms of decor. So mm-hmm. how would someone figure out what, what their style is? Um, I would say, first of all, the, the thing, once you get it all organized, how do you use that space? Are you using that space just for you and your, you know, family? Um, do you need a lot of seating? Do you need a lot of end tables? Do you need a lot of storage? You know, those kind of questions. Then head to Pinterest magazines and start pinning things that make you happy or spaces that, that, you know, draw attention to you. It could just be the color on the wall. It could be a sofa. It could be anything. And once you kind of get a collection of that, you can kind of see what things you are drawn to, you know, do you like lighter spaces, darker colors, you know, you can kind of narrow it down that way. Mm -hmm. So So I hear you saying, start with the purpose. Yes, for sure. For sure. The purpose and functionality. And then, so not just because, uh, you know, you're a mom of a three-year-old and you like a lot of glass, probably not a good idea. Let's start with purpose. Yes, for sure. Good. All right. Now let's talk about if somebody needs some extra help in this whole area of organization. Okay. I've heard Lindsay, you talk about this. I'm resonating. I need this help. I know you've got a new challenge. It's called a 31 day organizational challenge. What is that? And how can people take advantage of that? We, um, I kept getting questions and questions on my blog and my social media I share tips on my blog and I would share like on my Instagram stories, I would walk through a little organization thing I was doing. An organization was one of the most things that I was getting questions about. And so um, people were actually asking, could I come to their house nowhere near where, where I live and help them? And can I, I couldn't do that. Right. So physically I couldn't go to everybody's house and help them do that. But I thought if there was a way I could just kind of write something up and, and walk them through it, like I was in their house, and then they could get their hands on that, then let's do that. So I created this 31 day challenge, kind of like a month long challenge. And I broke up every day into small chunks because that's where we would start if I was in your house, small chunks. So it's not overwhelming. It's doable. Um, I walk you through what you should do in each area. And we don't just do your home. We talk about budgeting. We talk about scheduling. We talk about some other things too, like weekly uh, menu planning and all that kind of stuff. Just we kind of go through the whole gist of things and it's all in this little package. And there's an option where you can get, I know people, some people are more visual, so you can get like menu lists and you can get um, like my budget, monthly budget you can get. And so it was just an easy way to get that out to people so I could help more people because I couldn't get to everybody's house, obviously. Sure. And it's super, super affordable. Yes. Yes. I think you're, how much is it again? It's, it's 39 with the extra little tangible things and it's 29 for the, for the challenge. 31 yeah, day challenge. You, you need the extra little things for sure. The bonuses, yes. Yes. $39. <laughs> 
It's $39 uh, for 31 day organizational challenge. Really encourage you to check that out. And we'll have the link to your website, mycreativedays.com. But we'll also link people directly to that organizational challenge. And uh, I think if this piques your interest at all as you're listening, I really encourage you. This is a great way to start. It's an affordable way to start. That's the price of like four bins. So, you know, you're going to save yes. a bunch yes. of time and money by just yes. getting the challenge before you get the bins. It, yes, 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 for sure. <laughs> and we got to have you come back and talk about how to flip furniture and oh. how to shop at yard sales to decorate your house because people have no idea. In oh, our know. area, Ikea is a really big thing. I don't know if you guys have. We don't have one here, but I've been, Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, that's an easy way to go buy furniture. And I tell people all the time, no, don't buy that Ikea, you you know, buy a decorative item at Ikea if you like it, but don't buy that desk. Don't buy that, uh, you know, uh, end table. You can get that same thing on Craigslist or uh, OfferUp or Facebook's marketplace for the same price or less and it's going to be way sturdier and you're going to actually keep it. It's not going to fall apart when somebody sits on it and you're reusing something from the environment, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes. And you can, you can customize those pieces. You know, if you don't like the color when you're in the thrift store or whatever, it's dark Brown, customize it and make it exactly what you want for little money. And yeah. Yes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> if, you, if you paint that IKEA press board, it might oh, just no. <laughs> peel and fall apart. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm not anti-IKEA. I've gotten plenty, plenty right. of stuff at IKEA. We I'm actually to. sitting on an IKEA desk chair right now because okay. <laughs> desk chairs from 1950s are not as comfortable. Right. Right. All right. So Lindsay, we're going to send them to mycreativedays.com and it's been great to chat with you. Thank you so much. If you've been inspired or learned something from this episode, do yourself a favor and tell a friend. By sharing a learning with someone else, you'll actually be solidifying it in your own mind and heart and more likely to implement it in your own life. Tell them about our conversation and let them know that they can listen to the Inspiration Rising podcast on the iTunes podcast app on their phone. Check out our website at www.insporising.com. That's I-N-S-P-O rising.com and on all social media platforms as Inspo Rising. Now, as you go out about your day, may you be inspired to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. I'll talk to you next time.